Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best of new inventory with great warranties. Fabulous pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great service department with fabulous technicians that take care of the life of the vehicle. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Care Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Into the paint, fadeaway jumper. It is no good. In and out, rebound by Mississippi State. Here comes Davis. Davis leaves it for Smith, who lays it in. Mississippi State with a one-point lead. Two-second difference, shot clock, game clock. Here's the ISO switch against Smith. Burton, his jumper, it's good. Pittsburgh back on top. They're going to flip the ball back to Davis. They get it to Smith, going toward the basket. Blocked away by Diaz Graham. It'll remain Mississippi State basketball. Plenty of time, 2.7. Davis. There it is. Here's Moore for three for the win. It is no good. Ball put back, no good. And Pittsburgh advances in the NCAA tournament. A very close game. Not a good game. (laughs) That was not a good game last night. It was close, but it wasn't a good game. It wasn't well played. Uh, You're down by one. You're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NCAA tournament. Why do you take a three? (laughs) You dial one. Take a two. (laughs) It's like, you don't need a three. All right. So we go back to when Cale Sanderson was hired. He said he told his team three things. They're going to have fun, wrestle hard, and be committed. They've won nine national titles with that approach. Jeff Byers has witnessed all of it. Jeff, welcome. It is great to have you with us again. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, we're actually still waiting on him, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, after an intro like that where, I mean, I'm rolling. I know, I know. Yeah, like, and you're like, you know, your rant of the day. You want me to do a rant? I mean, really. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but Kale and company. I mean, a guy that. You know what's interesting? Kale is not. He's not a yeller. He doesn't raise his voice. He's hands on. Right. And guess what? Yeah, it he's I mean he's he's the best. And let's face it, man, they practice hard. They have fun, but they practice hard. And 
Now they've got a chance. I think there's six different guys that have a shot. Three. Let's let's see. Let's, let's see. Kirk Fleet, Max Dean, Aaron Brooks, Starachi, Roman Bravo Young, and then you can debate between Levi Haynes and Bo Bartlett. I think Bo's weight class is too deep. Um. But, I mean, you look what Penn State's done. This is Cale Sanderson in the Cale Sanderson era. First year, finished ninth, didn't have a national champ. 2011, won the whole thing. Quentin Wright, by the way, became Penn State's first national champ. All the glory is on. 2012, won it, three national champs. 13, won it, two national champs. 14, won it, two national champs. 15, they finished sixth with one national champion. In 16, all right, they finished first with two. In 17, they finished first with five. In 18, they finished first with four. In 19, they finished first with three. Of course, there was nothing in 20. Uh, in 21, they finished second, but still had four national titles. And last year, they won it and had five. That's unbelievable. That is a run and a half. So, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, what what they've accomplished. And, you know, he has exponentially more personality than than people realize. And that's, you know, part of it with him. He has way more personality than people realize. Right? But that personality is shown only to certain people along the way. Alright? And uh, and that's that that's a big part of this. Phone not work? Need to hit it on the side? You're starting to worry me. <laughs> I may have to. Jeez. Well, this is one of those times where I only I have enough time. <laughs> I only have a certain amount of time today. Yes. So, just so everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he was on that bus with Dick from Milton. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounded like they were doing a guided tour of Ohio. I know. Uh, I'm saying, and on the left, you can see a cow. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Fabulous. Never saw one of those before. <laughs> Looks like a Holstein. <laughs> oh, my almighty. Oh, <laughs> feel like I'm watching the movie The Rock. Tour's over, Bob. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> oh, golly. Man. Uh Something else, but uh, but we, I, I had a lot of really good wrestling questions for Jeff too. I really did. I swear to you. I know. Makes it disappointing. You, so you set this up all by yourself, or? <laughs> I did, and I also included Eastern because I wasn't sure if Jeff was going to be en route to Tulsa. So I'm. 
I'm wondering if that is the case. We might have the old uh, Eastern Central timing mixed up maybe, but I don't know. I still haven't heard back yet. Yeah, it's quarter after three here. So, yeah. So, but if uh, worst uh, comes uh, to worst, maybe we'll try tomorrow. We got some time tomorrow. Now, we are sitting in the city where Cale Sanderson did have the secret meeting with Penn State Search Committee about coming to Penn State, you know. It was in Des Moines. How about that? I did not know that. Oh, for goodness sakes. I mean, <laughs> way, I mean, Jeff Byers would know that probably. He would. You know, if he had his phone number. Yeah. But you don't. <laughs> He's just not picking up at said number at the moment. Maybe, maybe he thinks you, it's the suit. F O U L E D. That spells Falda. Well, that's out of my control at that point. I'm just telling you. I mean, when's the last time anybody called him back? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, all right. So here we are. Uh, and uh, open practice will be coming up. I'll be going over to that and the press conferences. Uh, and and uh, then I'm, for the lack of a better term, I'm actually supposed to be interviewed myself about some stuff by some people. But that's different. That's But we're all here, so that's why it's just easier to do it all in one spot. Um, I do have two very important questions, though. We haven't gone into yet. A, are the TVs still in good shape at the hotel? So far, we have had zero TV problems. Good. Um, although, somebody said that there was no heat in his room. Oh, so boy. There, there, there was a technician going up to take care of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll have to ask that. I'll have to put that on my question list for tomorrow. And two, what was the deciding factor with dinner? Was it Outback or McDonald's last night? It was Outback. That's what I kind of uh, figured. Yeah, no, the Bob Taylor, our engineer, just had an absolute need for the Bloomin' Onion. I'm like, okay, fine. You I know, can't blame him. Love the Bloomin' Onions. So I ordered that right out of the gate, and yeah. Okay. You got got some of that, but yeah, that was... Um, and that's... Uh, I, in this time, I believe that is the four-star restaurant here. So, I mean, no, I'm just Well, that's kidding. why we had to get the hard-hitting questions out of the way. Make sure the TVs are good. Make sure we, yeah. we had a good good meal. And now we got to make sure we yeah. got heat, apparently, the, from one of these rooms. Okay, the, t- the TV thing didn't really matter last night because, I mean, we got back. I mean, I was exhausted. I'll freely admit, I was exhausted. It doesn't happen to me very often. But with everything back and forth and late nights prepping games and things like that, I got back last night, and in a practice, you know, I actually shot a basketball practice for the first time in a long time, and I took a whole bunch of shots yesterday. Oh, my almighty! They had a a big side court area. So Dick grabbed a basketball, grabbed a basketball, and he just for about 20 minutes took shots. And then watching practice, I was standing the entire time. When I got back to the room, I was exhausted. And I sat down, and I put the pit game on. And with at the under twelve, I completely fell asleep. 
I mean, I'm talking gone, gone. Did not know the winner of the game till this morning. Like, it was like I needed it, but I was like, oof. Okay. And plus, on our flight, we didn't have a tour guide telling us what was going on, like Dick and Milton on the on the wrestling bus. <laughs> Ah, man. You'll have to uh, mention that to Nick for hopefully the next road trip. <laughs> no, I don't need a tour. I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I, I know most of the places I've been to. <laughs> I'm good. We're good. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, bus one has already left. It, it, Mike always has a running joke. All right. He says, bus will we'll be at shoot-around. Bus 1 is leaving now. And put the idea there is no bus 2. <laughs> there is no bus 2, so you better be on bus 1. This is one time because of the size of the travel party, there is a bus 2. <laughs> so I will be taking that over uh, to... Uh, Get credentials, get some of the stuff I need to get, and uh, you know, and go from there. So, in other words, there's no uh, AIS if you remember the episode of Everybody Loves Raymond this time uh, around. No, we're all good. <laughs> That's we're one of my favorite uh, episodes. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I would never do, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, the uh, the and Micah, you, you know darn well he'll be asked about the contract deal and so forth at the press conference today. And look, and he'll probably just tell everybody, uh, "I'm sort of just here to coach the tournament. <laughs> I'm not really worried about other stuff right now." Uh, because he doesn't have to worry about other stuff right now. He's just all, he is like I can tell you, he is fiercely locked in on this game. I mean, fiercely locked. He's locked in in every game, but he's really with this one. So, if you're worrying about Pat Kraft, uh, Pat told me on Sunday he was going to go to wrestling and be at the morning session tomorrow, and then he was going to use Tulsa as his central base, and so he's going to be there for the morning session tomorrow, then he's going to fly up here for the game tomorrow night, and then he's going to go back to Tulsa on Friday, and then if need be, then he'd back, be, uh, be back here on Saturday. So so he is splitting time between the two. And plus he heard about Dick and Milton being on the party bus making its way west. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that action? No? Wrong comment? <laughs> no, but a uh, good transition because Jeff has officially joined us just for a couple minutes well, before you have to take off. Yeah, okay, well, I've, got, I've, only, I've literally got two minutes. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, Jeff, Kale came in with the idea. He says, look, we're going to have fun. Wrestle hard. We're going to be committed. Nothing's changed in all these years. And how important has that been? Uh, that approach been with this team? 
Yeah, I think it's been absolutely critical. I just uh, got done talking with Roman Bravo Young, and I asked him, you know, do you approach this because it's your final tournament uh, any differently than you do anything else? And he goes, well, no, Coach Gale wouldn't allow it. He goes, we just approach everything in the exact same way. We're just going to have fun, be grateful for the opportunity, and uh, go out and, and compete and give it our best and hope that it's good enough. And if it's not, the sun will come up tomorrow and we move on to the next thing. Well, you know, what's interesting about that, though, what people need to realize is that that's the attitude that is in the program. Kale believes in it, but the practices are really hard, and that's the part that maybe is not talked about enough outside of that philosophy. Yeah, and, you know, it helps when you have the talent that's in that room. I mean, right, sure. talking with Kale the other day, and Kale even said, you know, sometimes I'm not sure I appreciate until you actually sit down and start looking around. And, oh, yeah, there's a couple-time uh, world champion. Oh, there's an Olympic gold medalist. There's, uh, and you start adding up all the national titles. And, yeah, that room, I, I mean, you're not going to face any better competition anywhere in the world let alone in the country, uh, than you're facing in that room. So, yeah, that is terrific preparation. When you're getting to wrestle, guys mm-hmm. like David Taylor and Bo Nickel uh, and Zane Rutherford on a regular basis, yeah, then you go out and you're wrestling college kids who are obviously very good and they're training with great partners too, but, I mean, they're not doing anything that those guys uh, aren't able to do against you. And so, yeah, it, it is as good a preparation as you could possibly have for what these guys are going to face this weekend. Uh, realistically, um, could they get as many as six national champions? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, yes. I think if, if everything goes right, if Maxine rebounds and wins what I think is just as wide open a weight class as I can ever remember seeing at the NCAA tournament, yeah. I mean, I, I think that is a, a possibility. Again, everybody would have to hit right and, you know, come up big. But, yeah, and I even think Bo Bartlett, I, I mean, I think there's a chance for seven in the finals, uh, you know, if you're dreaming big. But, yeah, I think uh, realistically probably six national champions would be the ceiling, and that's something that's never been done before. Uh, so, obviously, it would be a remarkable accomplishment. Uh, you know, as I keep trying to tell people, I, you know, truthfully, if you get two or three champions, that's, that is a remarkable season. Yes. I, it's just the standard has been set uh, the bar has been set so high here that uh, it's almost, uh, you know, people are going to be disappointed if you only have three champions this year. <laughs> right. No, exa- exactly. Uh, what has allowed Levi Haynes to fit in with this group of champions? Cal, I, 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 Steve, I really think it's one of the most amazing things uh, that, that I've seen in Cal's tenure. And, Obviously, we've seen a lot of unbelievable wrestlers come through and, and great kids and the whole bit. But for Levi Haynes to do what he is doing at 18 years old in this era where you have sixth and seventh year guys competing uh, is truly unreal. And, you know, Levi is just a great competitor, knows the sport, has a tremendous passion for the sport, but it comes back to that same attitude. He just loves getting better, challenging himself every day. Uh, You know, he embraces the grind, and and he enjoys – I mean, he has a real passion for the sport. He enjoys every opportunity in the room, uh, in competition, and and he's a gamer. I mean, he's he's everything that the great ones have been at Penn State, but he's just – 
remarkably mature for where he's at uh, in terms of his overall development, uh, both as a wrestler and as a human being. I, I mean, I don't know that I've seen an 18-year-old uh, be able to embrace the opportunity the way uh, this kid has. And it's, uh, you know, he has tremendous natural talent. There's no question. But it is that mental attitude that he has that I think really separates him. Uh, Penn State basketball is out in West Des Moines, and I was saying earlier this hotel has been great because, really, there's nobody out here with them, right? So they can just kind of go about their business. How do they go about their business considering they are the stars of their sport? Yeah, they, they try to keep it very uh, separated. They're, they're working out at a uh, local high school and, and not over at the main arena. They, they just try to really limit the distractions and just make it about uh, themselves and, and having fun and, and you know th- talking about the consistency I mean they do that throughout the, the season too as, as often as possible they'll try to get uh, you know away from uh, the arenas and just be able to, to focus again on themselves and, and just be uh, be themselves have fun and, and enjoy again the, the process but yeah Penn State very much tries to, to keep uh, their kids just isolated from everything and just so that they can just focus in on each other being there to support each other and going out and having the best tournament they can well everybody up here in des moines is thrilled and excited for another penn state wrestling national championship so you had a lot of support up here so jeff have a great time in tulsa and let's see if they can do it again for a tenth time under kale well, thanks very much, Steve. And I can tell you that the entire wrestling program is beyond thrilled for the basketball team. And uh, I know we were kind of happy to see the late uh, tip-off tomorrow night because a lot of us are going to be heading back to the hotel uh, to watch that game. <laughs> well, believe me, I'm going to be locked in watching wrestling on my on my iPad during the day, so I can tell you that. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. Right back at you. More in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Final half hour on the Steve Jones Show on this Wednesday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve in Des Moines today, and we'll be there tomorrow in the mobile Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. A great sales staff that 
is there for you to save you money to get you the best deal that you need and a service department to back it all up with the diagnostics, the inspections, all the routine maintenance, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So Steve is on his way to media day at the NCAA tournament in Des Moines, and then the open practice, which is actually open to the public as well, out at uh, Des Moines for Penn State men's soups as they get ready for Texas A&M tomorrow night, 9.55 tip, 9.15 airtime right here on WKOK. So Steve is heading to that. We'll get some thoughts from him about that when he rejoins the show tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll also have with us John Clark from NBC Sports Philly at 4.06, and we're scheduled to have Mike DeCourcy from BTN finally at 3.15. We'll be going back and forth with our schedules with the show kind of running fluid with everything here with Penn State and Mike's schedule. So he, we are scheduled to have him at 3.15 tomorrow. And then John Clark, NBC Sports Philly at 4.06 to talk Eagles free agency news. And there's certainly been a lot of that, of course. But first, we'll get back to talking some Penn State hoops. StateCollege.com's Ben Jones also has made the trip out to Des Moines. He joined us earlier in the week on Monday to recap what was a memorable weekend in Chicago for the Big Ten tourney and preview what's to come here from Des Moines. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Okay. So uh, your thoughts on Penn State's run that gets them into the NCAA tournament? I mean, it's been – I was thinking yesterday that it, it, it felt like a long four days, but really – sort of the quintessential example of what March is all about. You get into a conference tournament, and obviously Penn State got into the Big Ten tournament feeling decent about its NCAA tournament chances, then goes on the run that it did. Um, you know, I don't think you can have more fun as a fan of college basketball than watching a few days like that. Um, you know, I think it's a testament to this team, a testament to the coaching staff, um, and a testament to really their belief in themselves that they could go and do it. And I think we've known all year that when this team clicks, it can uh, beat just about anybody. And certainly the past couple of days it clicked and it just about <laughs> beat just anybody. So, you know, I, I think it was a lot of fun. And if I'm a Penn State basketball fan, am I disappointed about yesterday's result? I, I think, you know, obviously you have to be. But at the same time, you know, it, it's hard to, to say anything other than good things about how the last couple of days have gone. Uh, your thoughts on Seth Lundy and what he was able to do uh, in this tournament? I think he's outstanding. I mean, I've said, you know, obviously the last couple of weeks have been, I'd say, a little weird for Seth just in terms of how he's not shot it at home as well as he has, uh, you know, at other times during his career and during the, the year. But I, for my money, Seth Lundy has been night in and night out outside of those couple occasions. Penn State's best player not named Jalen Pickett and would be a guy that would be getting a lot more recognition if it wasn't for Jalen Pickett. I, I think that, that Seth has been outstanding. Obviously, he's always been good on the defensive end. Um, you know, the number of tough shots that he's made, a number of timely shots that he's made, um, you know, I, I think that's exactly what you need going into March. It's exactly what you need um, going into the tournament. So, uh, you know, to me, you can't say enough good things about Seth. He felt a little bad that he wasn't be able to be out there for that last shot attempt because you think that he might be the guy that you go to in that moment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Seth, I've always been a big fan of Seth Lundy's game, and certainly um, he's lived up to the, the hype and expectations and the, the stability and consistency that I think everybody knew he could have. 
Yeah, what a big difference he's made. And, yeah, not having him out there, you know, even if he's not the guy taking that shot, just his mere presence might have opened the door for somebody else to take the shot. Uh, but, again, Zach Eady at 7 Four almost seven five deflected the inbounds. That was the problem. So that was a big problem, as a matter of fact. Uh, okay, so now we get to a team that just went to their to their credit. Been four games, four days, and I'll tell you, I sat there courtside. I didn't see the issue. I thought they looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought eventually we were going to see that. I mean, honestly, I thought that we were going to see it on Saturday at least that at some point here that they were going to run out of steam and you know we talked to Michael Shrewsbury a little bit ago and I think one of the things that's really true is you know you talk to anybody in any sport that goes through the college ranks and by the time they become juniors or seniors or super seniors they talk about how they take care of their body and how that's something that they've learned over the years that's really made a difference and I think one of the things that helps um, when you have a veteran team, especially in a, in a condensed situation like this, is they know how to take care of their bodies. Now, end of the day, you're going to be tired <laughs> through sure. four games in four days, maybe you know even earlier than that. But I, I do think you're right that you know, especially with how physical the Purdue game was, how physical um, that was, and how much you know you kind of have to expend um, in a comeback effort like that. I, I think that it's a testament to that strength staff and a testament to those players for taking care of themselves that they can look as, as fresh, so to speak, as they did that far into that tournament. Yeah, so let's let's get into something else, too. It does deal with how Micah practices, too, uh, which, to be honest, and that's something I'd be more familiar with than anybody for obvious reasons. But, Ben, there's, there's a lot of load management built into practices, and you can really see it. Because when I talked to Greg Miskinis out in Chicago, and this was after... Illinois actually was after the Northwestern game. And he says, Steve, I don't think I see any issues with these guys. I mean, and you could do load management in practice, and I think that's Micah's experience coming into play here. Yeah, and he talked about that again today as well. Really, just like the next couple of days, it's more about watching film. It's more about doing walkthroughs. You don't have to be as physical, and I think that's another advantage of having a veteran team. You know, we've even seen that um, you know, on the football side of things, as the season gets deeper and deeper, that James Franklin's like, look, I don't need to send, you know, for example, Jason Cabinda through another set of reps of something that right. he's done a million times over and over again, that we can rest these guys, or, or Micah might be a more, you know, apt, uh, or Micah Parsons rather, now that there's more than one Micah to deal with. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, know you don't good. have to send Micah Parsons like through that. these reps again. You don't have to send Jalen Pickett through these reps again. You're walking you're walking through things, you're watching film, and you know that they're absorbing it because that's the big thing. I've always wondered, you know, as someone on the outside, how do you ever know that these guys are paying attention during the film session? And one of the things is, uh, you know, you know they're veteran players and you know they know what it takes to win. Um, and certainly Penn State being a veteran team really gives them the advantage in, in a certain sense of saying, look, we don't have to be super physical in practice or really run hard in practice because we know that these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, uh, that that's a big part of it, you know, no question. Jalen Pickett is a second-team All-American. Came up big in the Indiana game with 28 points. He, we all know that he plays different than everyone else. Just your thought on how he plays and how he goes about his business and what it has meant to Penn State. 
I mean, it's it's huge. I thought in a, in a funny way, I was thinking about this yesterday watching Purdue, that, that Purdue and, and Penn State in a lot of regards play the same way. It just happens, you know, that, that Purdue has a draft. Um, in the middle of the in the middle of the court, and I think that Jalen, the thing that makes him so good is not only is he an efficient shooter, he's an efficient scorer, but he can see the court really well from a place on the court that's not always easy to see. And I think his ability to make the smart decisions. You talk about guys that make their teammates better. Um, I think Jalen being able to find the open guy, um, you know, is really one of those things that makes those shooters better because they're in space, they have the opportunity, and he doesn't panic when he's got two guys doubling him or when he's up against somebody who's maybe a little bit bigger than him. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I think Jalen Pickett has played himself into an opportunity at the next level. Um, it will be interesting to see how it translates because it's just a, such a unique way of playing the game. Um, but it's so efficient, and if you're efficient, if you can make passes, if you can make smart decisions, you can play a lot of basketball, and, and certainly Jalen Pickett, um, you know, even in games when he hasn't necessarily been the scoring force, has found ways to impact games, and that's really the sign of a great player. Yeah, it, makes, it, it really does make an incredible difference, uh, because it, the guy that I think that if you're going to, I'm going to pick out that he reminds me of is uh, Jalen Brunson of the uh, Knicks. In terms of style of game, yeah, no, Brunson's a good example, and that's another, you know, I suppose technically Villanova, Pennsylvania sort of byproduct guy, and and I think, you know, and, and again, you know, we've seen guys come through the program that haven't always played conventionally, guys that have found ways to to be efficient. Tim Frazier, um, you know, obviously a very different mm-hmm. kind of player, but another guy mm-hmm. that you know, figured out how to make a name for himself carrying the load. Um, you know, I'm certainly rooting for Jalen to figure it out at the next level because I think, um, you know, obviously he's a great person, great personality, and a fun mm-hmm. game to watch. And if you're efficient, uh, you know, Lord knows in this day and age, I've seen plenty of basketball players who aren't efficient. So um, I'm more than happy to watch one that's going to get, you know, 18 of his 23 shots to go into the hoop. <laughs> of course. Uh, I only have a statistical read on them. I did not watch much of them during the season. You know, five minutes here, five minutes there. Do you have any read yet on Texas A&M? Um, I mean, my understanding is they get to the foul line a lot. They're uh, physical. They drive to the hoop, but they don't shoot it as well from the outside. I, I think that, you know, really the first thing I looked at when I went to kind of do the preliminary uh, read over of Texas A&M is like, well, none of their guys are 7'4", so Penn State's got that working for them <laughs> right <laughs> out of the gate. You are um, on a roll today. I mean, you're on a roll. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you go I, – I think that obviously there are very, very good teams in this bracket. There's no easy out in the NCAA tournament, but I will put Penn State up – with most anyone in a game where the size is not going to be a big difference. I think Penn State has done a much better job defensively, especially on the interior. They're doing a better job at times on the on the perimeter. Um, and I think if Penn State makes its shots and can avoid foul trouble, um, you know, they're going to be in a lot of favorable matchups. Obviously, you know, if they win and Texas wins, then you're just up against a different very good team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this matchup, obviously Texas A&M had a good season plays a lot of good basketball, but I think if you say, look, their best players are about the same size as Penn State's best players. Um, they they have weaknesses on the perimeter. They don't necessarily shoot it well if you can keep them from the basket. I think that's a circumstance that plays well to Penn State's strengths. 
Um, you know, so I, I think it's it's obviously challenging. There's nothing about a seven ten that's ever easy. There's nothing about the tournament that's ever easy. No. Uh, but I think if you're it, Penn State, you go look. It's not Zach Eady, so that's great. You're playing for the national championship. That's what you're doing. You know, I don't want to hear any far-fetched along with it. You're playing for the national championship. Okay, There's 300 teams right now that aren't. You're going to play somebody really good. That's why you're in it. And you, know, and you could say the same. Texas A&M has to play somebody really good, too. So it makes it really interesting. It makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it makes it it makes it a lot of fun. I'm 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 looking forward to to making the trip to see it in person. I've never been to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I you know you don't root for anything to happen, but I certainly wouldn't complain um, if they made a run and if we all had to. Where's the Sweet Sixteen? If we're Steve, you and I are going to end up in Vegas or something like that. Uh, Kansas City. And, and, uh, all right, Kansas, Kansas City is not quite City. Las Vegas, but um, <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> but Ben, <laughs> I'm glad PTSD but, from the Super Bowl. But Ben, but Ben, to be honest with you, I'm so glad you're going. I really. Uh, um, I saw a couple of other people out there that went to Chicago. I'm just really glad you're going. Um, it's something you need to experience. Um, it's like I said. I think it's great for the reporters. They had a chance to experience a Rose Bowl, to see it like that, and experience to go to a Cotton Bowl and so forth. But to now experience an NCAA tournament, it'll give you a whole different feel about college basketball. And I'll, I'll and something that will be in, interesting for you will be the press conference day on Wednesday if you're there for that, which I'm sure you will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is Wednesday. You're going to get a chance to see all the coaches and players in press conference situations, including Bill Self. And I'll give you one that goes back to Syracuse in 1991, which is probably a good chance. No, you were born then, right? Yes, I was, just barely. Okay. I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) And I was was sitting there, and and it turned out in that bracket, North Carolina was there. And Dean Smith, the head coach of North Carolina at the time, and he got up and he started talking about how he looks at the tournament. And, of course, when he spoke, it was like listening to Joe. You looked up and said, okay, I'm going to listen to this. He said, the enormity of winning six games is an, a lot for anybody to think about. So we try to break it down into winning two games, two games, two games. He said, we need to win the Carrier Dome tournament. We need to win the Meadowlands tournament. Then we need to win the Superdome tournament. And stuff like that, you pick up little nuggets like that then then give you a perspective on how, how the whole thing works. And that's why I think it's one of the neat things about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to going. And I think anyone, you know, obviously you, you remain a neutral observer and, and do your best to do your job. But I think, you know, at this point I've been covering Penn State basketball since the last time they made the tournament. And I think we've both seen a, a, their fair share of ups and downs and wins and losses and a lot of things in the middle that uh, – you know, seeing this program make it the whole way back to March is, is something that has been rewarding. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I give them a shot against anybody um, that they see. Ben, I'm thrilled you're going to be out there. Thanks so much for your time today. I always appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me, Steve. See you soon. And that was Ben Jones, statecollege.com, who joined us on Monday, recapping the Big Ten tournament run for Penn State and getting set for tomorrow. Penn State and Texas A&M 
in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Steve is at the opening press conference for the tournament and the open practice in Des Moines for Penn State, so he'll rejoin us again tomorrow from Des Moines. And it's finally game day for the Nittany Lions, so we're looking forward to that as we'll have Mike DeCourcy of BTN scheduled for 315 with us tomorrow. And we'll get into some more NFL free agency talk, more with the Eagles, as NBC Sports Philly's John Clark will join us at 406 tomorrow. We'll wrap things up in a moment here on the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. That that there was some shopping going on, that, that, uh, that they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, I, I got to admit, I went in the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% playing. That's where my, my mind was. My mind was, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet. And I thought that that was what was best for me. Yeah, that was, the guy's a dope, plain and simple. That was Aaron Rodgers today on the Pat McAfee show saying he was 90% going to retire, as you just heard. And yet somehow he came out of it a couple of days later, works out and decides, you know what, I want to play, and I want to play for the Jets. <laughs> I, I I just don't. I. I I, I don't get it. I really don't. I'm just glad it's not my team that's involved in this nonsense. And it's the Jets of all teams dealing with this again. As I said earlier in the week, I think it's going to blow up in the Jets' face. I don't see this working out at all. And I think Neil is very right. And you know what? The uh, Comparing it to the Eagles' dream team debacle in 2011, that's actually not a totally bad comparison. A little bit different of a situation, but I get where Neil was going with it. The bottom line is the Jets are going to be bringing in a bunch of different guys because Aaron Rodgers wants all these guys in. They just signed Alan Lazard yesterday. Who knows who else they might bring in. You bring in Rodgers for a season, if that, maybe more. I don't know. God knows with him and that crazy mindset of his. But... It's a lot for the Jets to process, to try and throw it all together for maybe a year. And then what do you do after that? And we don't even know what they're going to have to give up yet just to get Aaron Rodgers to New York. The Packers got some Yoons thinking that they want multiple first-round picks. I still think the Jets have the leverage in this because nobody else wants them. And clearly the Packers want to move on from Aaron Rodgers, and if you keep him, it's just going to be a mess. So I don't care if the hype's there, that it's out there, that Rodgers wants to be with the Jets. The Jets still have the compensation leg, leg up here because nobody else wants him. So the Jets should hold their ground and not give up the future just to bring in this guy for a year, and that's it. Or maybe two, who knows. Ah, unbelievable. Really is. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Talk to you tomorrow for game day, Penn State and Texas A&M, here on The Steve Jones Show.